my now retired um, business partner, who is you know the head composer for this company for years and years and years, he he put that perfectly. And he said, I remember he talked to a young composer. He said, look, at the end of the day, it's the difference between art and craft. He said, when you're making your own music and you're doing your own thing, it's art. It's art for you. You're the artist and you're making it. And you can make it whatever you want, whatever you want. But when you're making something for a brand, it's, it's a craft. You're being hired to make a specific thing. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my conversation with Jack Bradley. How does it change when you're doing something specifically for a brand rather than just making a piece of music for people to listen to? Like, what's the difference there? Well, I mean, really, the the difference there, and and my composers could speak to this more, but I can definitely speak to it because we talk about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And my my now retired um, business partner, who is, you know, the head composer for this company for years and years and years, he he put that perfectly. And he said, I remember he talked to a young composer. He said, look, at the end of the day, it's the difference between art and craft. Said when you're making your own music and you're doing your own thing, it's art. It's art for you. You're the artist, and you're making it. And you can make it whatever you want, whatever you want. But when you're making something for a brand, it's it's a craft. You're being hired to make a specific thing. You need to bring your art into that. But at the end of the day, they're going to approve it, and they're going to tell you what they want. You can always fight back on that, but it's not a great idea. So. You know, he would always try to teach that difference between the art and the craft. It's like, well, you know, it would be like if somebody hired a um, a furniture artist who makes their own thing and maybe it goes into galleries and people are like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Everything's a little off center. And But if they get somebody comes to them and says, I'm going to pay you $20,000 to make me a bookshelf, that person is likely going to have some input at least on that, right? Oh, I want it to be red because the rest of my room, okay, you know, I wouldn't have well, chose red. Well, it needs red, to function but... as a bookshelf. Right, well, that's, I mean, yeah, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, it needs to actually be able to work <laughs> in theory. Um, but, you know, it, it's finding that balance because, you know, when you, even just the constraints of the time, you yeah. know, it just saying it's a 30. You can't give them a 37. Like it, yeah. You just can't. Like it has to work within those 30 seconds. Are there scoring moments where it needs to hit certain things if you're just writing for yourself you don't think about that you think you know intro chorus verse bridge maybe depending on what you're making like there's so many different things you and even then you could you could be like no i just want to make a three-minute intro okay if that's what you're making for you then make it you know you want to make a 30 minute epic that just you know has three chords you're gonna be the only one that watches right exactly you do you that's fine but a client's gonna tell you what they want yeah very true yeah so there is a a big difference i'm curious about something too because i've often talked with people who do audio branding and they say that often not often but sometimes people will pay them for a whole audio brand and then they won't use it (laughs) yeah yeah, so th- that has you, happened. Hasn't it? It's, yeah. It's, I, don't I mean, know hopefully that's not ever a whole lot. Us, but 
It's more like a, a, what I find more common by talking to you know so many people in other companies, but also my clients who sometimes work with other music companies and do other mm -hmm. things. But I find that it's almost more common that they'll they'll do it and they'll use it, but then after a month or two they'll be like, uh, people don't like it as much as we did, so we'll just get rid of it or we'll stop using it or will that happens I think more often than not. And I think that's just what numbers are they using to come to those decisions oh, I have in no a month? Idea. I have, I mean, everything is so data driven now that if they're not seeing their numbers go up in sales, they're not seeing their engagement go up. I mean, there's so many like Does data take is, time though. I don't like when know. you think a sound in order to become memorable, in order for people to remember it would need more than a month. You would think, <laughs> you would think, but you know, but then it, you, here's the other thing. What if it's a, a new CMO, you know, chief marketing oh. officer comes in two months yeah. in and is like, I hate that thing you did. I got to put my stamp on the brand of now. Course. So I'm going to start yeah. all over again. And that's pretty common. You know, I mean, people that the turnaround at that level is incredibly high. So do they call you back or do they go to someone uh, it else? It totally depends. It totally depends. Nine out of yeah. 10 times are probably going to go to somebody else. And we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's just that, you know, that maybe the, we, the CMO might also come in and just fire the whole agency oh, and hire yeah. a new agency. And that agency that they hire has like their favorite music company. And that, so we're not going to get that call. There are hundreds and hundreds of us out there. So, yeah. you know, every relationship is like a golden nugget, you know, so you have to just do your best to hold on. But that happens all the time. I mean, and that can happen in any, not even just Sonic branding, just projects in general, certain brands, oh, sure. you know, it's, yeah. you're uh, always Voices trying to can be replaced yep. all the time. Happens yep. all the time. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Wow. Um, as far as the pandemic is concerned, because I mean, a lot of things changed around that time. How yep. do you think Sonic branding, audio branding changed during that time? Because it must have changed as well. Yeah, I think so. I think that what changed, you know, there's always like this leads to this leads to this. I think certainly mm -hmm. during the pandemic, I mean, the explosion in podcasts was, you know, I don't need to tell you as we're well, case in we're point. On yeah. one right now. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> um, it, it's that became so. So the the idea of audio and then TikTok, which was an audio first mm -hmm. uh, piece of entertainment. I mean, social media, but more so entertainment. Um, I think that certainly changed the game because suddenly everybody was like, well, wait a minute. If audio is that much more engaging, why aren't we doing something audio? And Good I think point. the conversation came up and then, you know, brand managers get wind of it and then they hear it at a conference or they hit, read it in an article. And, oh, we need to have sonic branding. And um, so it, it really kind of blew up. And that's that's great. Although I would say most Sonic branding is not great. I feel like <laughs> one of the big problems is because so many people were doing it and throwing their hat in the ring. And um, and who knows where the problem lies. And could, I guess it could be the people making it. But a lot of times I think it's the people that are asking for it, don't know what they want. But I find that most Sonic brands that are out there right now, even big ones, mm -hmm. if I heard that without the logo, like if I just heard it out in the world... I, I would have no idea what it was. I, they do I really would say that if the name of the company is in the Sonic logo, that you're more well, that, likely I mean, to remember. I mean, that's it, like that's like but... the greatest trick ever. You know, it's like oh, yeah, course. if you're going to do like what Liberty Mutual did, um, 
come on. Like they just do it. You know, they, say, they say yeah. it like 45 times, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think, or even like, um, you know, we are farmers, right? Like, you know, anything where the brand is in it, um, yeah. it it's going to make a huge difference. But, but a lot of brands don't, you know, and, yeah. and I think they're afraid of being, well, that's a little on the nose. It's too jingly. It's too the, you know, whatever they, whatever reason they decide that they just decided to do something very sound designy. You know, a lot of the auto brands, right? Like Audi and Infinity, they have these very sound design forward things. And I think that's fine. But I, I'm telling you right now, if, if you played me five of those right now, I'd be like, maybe that's this brand like without yeah. seeing the logo or having somebody say you know presented by that i would i don't it's know that i would know tell. what yeah. it is and, and and to me that's that's a problem like you probably spent i don't know hundred thousand dollars or a couple of hundred thousand dollars on mm -hmm. that sonic identity because it's not a cheap process and at the end of the day you've got a two seconds piece of sound design that you know i could just play for you right now or a modification of that. So I think a lot of it is just how much thought is going into it and trying to understand it. Um, and there's no real silver bullet. Every, every brand is going to be different. Every brand is going to approach it different. And I, mm -hmm. I totally respect that. I mean, I did one recently where there was a, I, I thought that there should be a debate about whether the, the brand should be part of it should be sung. Um, but to them, it was no debate at all. It absolutely had to be sung, and you know, I think it worked out. I think it worked out well. I actually am really happy with the work, and they seem very happy with the work, and they they are using it. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it's it's like you have to kind of decide, like, well, this was a tech company, but it's also a tech company that's really about people and interacting with people. So I do think voices are powerful and should be involved. Should they be singing it though, or should it just be? you know, something that's more of a melody, but it's not necessarily words. And, you know, these are all the things we talk about. Sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that go into that, I'm sure. But yeah, the, the idea that, um, yeah, the idea that someone would, would pay that much money to do one of these and then not use it is, yeah, really unfortunate because, it's, it's, well, I guess. I mean, although if I was the music company and I got paid two hundred grand and they didn't use it, I, I mean, mean, yeah. It's unless not, your not deal your was problem. yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless your deal was set up that you're going to make the money on the back end of use, but in most cases, it's not. Most cases, the no, brands paid up front. they want to own it, you know. The, and and I understand yep. that because it's going to be on everything in theory, of course. Uh, of and course. they don't want to keep track of it. They don't want to have to renew it. A lot of times, what we've started to do is do more. Um, six month or one year licenses or agreements with them so that if things do go horribly bad, they didn't overpay for it. Hopefully they come back to us and we can do it, you know, again. Um, but, you know, but then the, the flip side of the people do really love it and they want to keep it. Then we get more of a fair payment six yeah. months or a year down the line because now they've had That's a how chance my voiceover to works. test it out. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's basically works testing. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just yeah, it it just seems like a month is not nearly long enough to decide oh, I agree. whether or not like I can't even imagine paying that much money and then saying a month down the road. Oh, well, that I wasn't mean, working. Some of those brands have so much money. You know, I mean, I, I, th I yeah. think they do that with a lot of things, you know, that will never, you know, product, new products, going new um, product design, 
you know, that stuff is not cheap either. You know, when you think about Sonic Identity, you would think if if they're going to change a logo or change it, that's huge. You know, it's huge um, because it it is their identity, literally. And design has become so important with the modern world where, you know, you're moving so fast that something catches your eye or something's appealing to you. That's that's worth the investment. And you, I would say the same thing about audio. Um, Definitely. But it really is. It's about the brand. It's about the context, what they're trying to do. I really appreciate you being here. Know anyone that you think would make a great guest for this podcast? Someone who works in sound on behalf of clients? Please do get in touch. I'd love to hear about them. Your recommendations are always super helpful. And now back to the show. Yeah, it's just uh, it needs that consistent repetition before yes. anyone's going to oh, remember. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. If you hear it three times, you're probably not going to really be into it or recognize it. You know, I think that's why I get coming back to and I'm and I'm to be clear, I'm not trying to make fun of it. It's just way over the top with the <laughs> yeah. Liberty Mutual, you know, mnemonic. And um, <laughs> yeah. I know people that work there and they're incredible people. And the, the creative that they do is actually very, very good. Um, you know, it just, you know, they just made that choice to be, it was almost like self-irony to be like, you know, Liberty, 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 Liberty. You know, so you're just like, wow, really? Like, but then when you do start it to works. think about it. <laughs> I mean, the recall is through the roof. So if <laughs> yeah, you want to base of it off it of data, yeah. yeah. I mean, the recall, everybody's going to be like, yep, I know what brand that is, you know, and then it go, and, and I think that kind of took a, an interesting leap from being like, what is this to being like, eh, it's the Liberty thing, you know? And that's like, yeah. so it goes from that negative to a positive. It's still being talked about. I think in that way, it's, it's weirdly brilliant. Um, you know, and I mean, and we've worked Anything with that, that account. disrupts you know. the market, right? Yeah. Like they're a yep. disruptor. So yeah. Yeah. It and it works fits for them, with, clearly. you know, it, it has a little bit of, uh, of, of seriousness to it, which fits with mm-hmm. the fact that like at the end of the day, Liberty Mutual, it's insurance. It's something, it's yeah. a serious conversation. It's serious to people to have good insurance and all those other things. But, but the spots are humorous. They, or they tend to be, right? They tend to be you know, ironic it's funny or wacky. How, yeah, it's funny how amazing the insurance industry is, how forward thinking a lot of them are. Because oh, yeah. they're trying to take a really boring subject and make it important and to make people. make it interesting. And they do that <laughs> yeah. through humor, through characters, through... Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a very... And we've worked on a number of different, you know, I mean, I know Progressive is one of our big ones, but we've worked mm-hmm. on, I worked on Geico years ago and uh, I have worked sure. on Liberty Mutual. I've worked on John Hancock and um, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're coming to the almost end here, but I want to ask you a question about where you see the future of this going. So I mean, we've already been through a lot of disruptions in the market. We've been through the pandemic. All of this is going remote, which is really an interesting way for all of it to happen. And it's a lot easier to do that now. So where do you think that's going to go? There's, I mean, there's got to be more coming. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think I, I, I can certainly give you my thoughts. I think that, of course, there are a lot more questions than there are answers or even like really good guesses, but you know, cause I don't, I don't fully understand yet how AI plays into this and I don't think anybody yeah. does. 
um, you know, the IP of it and the the concept of who owns things that are being made by AI you that can't are creative. It. It, That's a problem. It's it's just you know total gray wild west chaos when it comes yep. to that. Um, I'm not even going to try to predict where that's going to go. I've seen places where it's helpful. I, mm-hmm. I see places where it cuts down on time and energy, but sure. you still need the talent and the expertise and the ears and the writing talent and all that to really make the best stuff. I think that's that's not in debate. Um, but I think you know, in terms of sonic branding and um, and audio post and music, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, so much of that world, especially with audio posts, so record, mix, sound design, sweetening, whether it's for a commercial or a film or a TV show, so much of that happened in person. And of course, that's completely been thrown up in the air and yeah. and changed because for us, like we... We now have a whole arm that does audio post, and I would say 85 to 90% of it is remote, is through Zoom calls, mm-hmm. um, it, which is crazy. But that's that's this new world. So I think that that will continue to morph and change and create some sort of hybrid approach of, okay, when do we need to be there? When do we not need to be there? How much of that stuff is happening remotely? Um, well, the and a tools lot of that, will get better too. The tools, absolutely, and they constantly are getting better. Yeah, I mean, you know, ten even Zoom has oh, gotten yeah. better since the pandemic. Absolutely, <laughs> but you know, yeah. even, well, Source Connect being probably the big example. Yes. I mean, prior to, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when Source Connect first, it was like everybody's like, "What a cool idea!" But you're dropping out. There's latency issues. There's they're almost you know, ready to release 4.0. <laughs> yeah, almost. I mean, it, it was like if you didn't have um, ISDN. Yeah. You know, as a studio, then you you really had a hard time being in business. You know, it's, it's, unless you were in a major market, because you'd be like, "Well, we're in L.A., so the talents here, or New York, or the town." But even then, they'd be like, "But we want a guy in L.A." Oh well, what do we do? We yeah. either fly him out here, or you know. So that's all changed, right? Of course, yourself, perfect like VO talent is like we're when we get casting specs now. Part of the casting specs is, oh, and you have Source Connect at your house in the full studio, oh, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. We don't have to send you anywhere, nope. right? Like, that's weird now. Like, you don't Studios have to go to right a behind studio. Me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that that is, that has already changed, but I think how that applies to the workflow is still happening. Yes. Um, you know, and I'll be interested to see how that plays out. I think... Um, what but the other thing that I find really interesting is watching, you know, the power of social media and branding on these short form um, media outlets, whether it be TikTok or YouTube shorts or reels, um, you know, that is massively affecting everything. And so although music is still music, it's still being made, it's still being, you know, how it's made for those things consumed, um, you know, artists who used to be very anti-branding now most artists are all about it because that's where they can make their money and uh and as they should and you know a lot of them are already super invested and involved with tiktok so it's not a big leap for them to be like sure i'll get involved so you know i mean the whole influencer you know mentality is is massive in that world so but influencer as musician as artist 
you know, I know I, I recently spoke to somebody at, at Coke and, you know, he was saying that so much of what they do is just partnering with artists who are already influencers, artists that are with brands, with lab, you know, labels and, um, and already working in the social media sphere. Um, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big shift. You know, I think that's always kind of happened, but now it's really happening in a huge way. I also think brands are going to, weirdly enough, I could see, you know, cause TV is, I mean, it's still very relevant, but like, what is TV anymore? It's kind of arguable, yeah, you know, like broadcast streaming. versus streaming. Yeah. Um, but I could, I think a lot more branded content is going to start happening. I see a lot of big brands that will start making more and more of their own episodic content and that's going to need its own. So I, I think if anything, there's more opportunities than ever, um, in terms of creating audio and music to work with that content. Yeah, there's a lot coming and social media is still changing too. I mean, Oh, absolutely. You know, threads just came on the horizon here and who knows if yeah. that's going to stick around, but like there's, you know, even, uh, X, I guess, is what they're calling themselves now. Yeah. I think they're working on yeah. adding other things rather than just text. So, right. Oh, yeah. yeah there's... I'm not surprised. I mean, Elon's going to Elon, you know. Yes. So, who <laughs> That's knows what they're going to. That's a good gonna... way to put it. Elon's going to Who Elon. knows what they're going to come up with next? But, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, and that's been, I yeah. remember when, when I really, when I first started going back to those early, you know, 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. You know, it was not, it's, it's never easy. You know, it's always a hustle, but at the same time, it was like you focused on agency people. And if you can get in the door there and you found five, six, seven people that trusted you, you, you were in great shape. And the jobs that came in would have big budgets and they'd have mm -hmm. a month to work on it and do that. And, you know, now it's like you need to have two, 300 people that trust you. And this stuff's happening in a matter of hours in many oh, yeah. cases. And it's just, so all that stuff has changed and, and it will continue to, it's never going to go back to be the way that it was. Yeah. And so, you know, I know myself and all the companies I would think like me, we're just trying to adapt and understand what's going to happen next. Yeah. There's a lot coming. I'm sure it's, it's never ending, but yeah, there's, I think a lot of things have changed really quickly because of the pandemic that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely. way more quickly and, and, than it would have without it. Uh, I, I could not agree more. And I mean, and for us as a company, I mean, I hated, you know, for all the right reasons, I hated COVID. I mean, just, it was, it was horrendous and horrifying and so scary mm -hmm. and, and you know, just, and for me, I'm a social person and I, I like to travel and I like to see people. I like to spend time with my clients and yeah. there's, there's still people that I haven't seen since four years ago yeah. that I used to see all the time. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but we you had know, a blip. <laughs> we, we had a weird, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was a science fiction level yeah. blip when you, when you really think back to it. Totally. Um, but the positives of that was, you know, just, for example, of how we're doing all this audio post work and we have, you know, massive national clients now that hire us for all these things. And you can work with anyone around the world. We would have had those opportunities unless I had opened a physical studio, hired the right talent yep. down the street from them and really hoped and beat the, you know, come on, you got to come over, you got to come over, you got to come over. And all this investment and all I had to do is just, you know, find somebody to trust us to give us a shot. And we did a great job and it's all done through Zoom calls. And 
I couldn't have even imagine that five years ago. I would never have even dawned on me. Yeah. So I think you know things like that. You know, it's in in our world, it was a positive. You know, it allowed us to open up a whole new arm of the company because we could. Now the, the competition changed, so it's not like it's become easier now because well, everyone even locally had the same thing happen. They're I'm doing assuming. the same yeah. thing, so they're like, oh, we can mix with the company in L.A. Yeah. and Toronto and yep. whatever. You know, it's so the, it, it it changed the game for everybody, but. Um, but opportunities happened. And I think that, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that we were able to pivot as a company to take advantage of those opportunities in a time when, I mean, to be honest, I, all we wanted to do is hide out in a room somewhere. Uh, yeah. You know, it was very, very scary. But luckily, everything, you know, everything went really well. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. For voiceover, strangely enough, I had my best year in 2020. That was yeah. the weirdest thing ever because I didn't have to leave my my booth, right? There wasn't any obligation for me to go to downtown Toronto, which is like an hour and a half drive away from me. So yep. that's three hours out of my day back and forth where I am not able to work with clients that I was already working with remotely. Yes. <laughs> so, right. yeah, like most of my clients are not local at all. They're, they're you know, 95% of them are probably in the U.S. So, right you know, that, that, that no longer having an obligation to be physically present made it easier, I think, for everyone to reach out and be in touch with and collaborate with people that weren't necessarily in their local area, which I think is fantastic for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think about, I talk to, I, I'm also friends with a lot of people that are professional voiceover actors mm -hmm. and, you know, just, just the fact that, you know, if, from an audition standpoint, oh, totally. the amount of time saved oh, yeah. when you don't have to constantly, you know, go to a casting agent's facility or go to a studio, you can just do it from your house. You have an extra 10 minutes, boom, 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 boom. You you have a great setup so you can just plug and play, mm -hmm. deliver a great audition. You know, the, 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 the pain of not winning goes down at least a little bit yeah. because you didn't have to put quite as much of an investment, but you can also audition for... 20 more, you know, things or 20 times Definitely. the amount of things because those opportunities are there. You can be like, oh, I can do 50 in a day if I really want to. You totally because could. Yeah. I can just do it right from here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it changed everything and it will completely change things again. Yeah. We're not going back. Yeah. No. Oh, no. The only thing that no. I miss about in-person auditions is that you don't get the booth direction. And in some instances, I'm sure, uh, relating to what you do, you don't get that that um, in-person direction, I guess, that sometimes you might have. Um, yeah, there's definitely, well... There are trade-offs. No, you're 100% you're right. And that especially happens with mixing and sound design because yeah. there's so many nuance to it. Um, but what we found is that if a job starts to go sideways we immediately set up a zoom with oh, okay. everybody because we can be dealing you with stuff. I mean, it. they're going to have to be patient and sit there from it, but we can deal with stuff in real time instead of just, you know, the email come, well, I don't know, this seems like it could be louder. And it's, yeah, that's fine for two or three emails, but then it gets to be like, okay, yeah, now this is silly because we could probably solve this in <laughs> Let's 10 just minutes talk. as opposed to an entire day of emails. So, yeah, yeah. um, but we, but I, I also think there's a, and this is good and bad, but there's a certain amount of compromise and understanding from the client about being like, well, maybe we can't be too nitpicky because 
the process is just a little bit, and I'm not just sitting in a room with them yeah. and can say, try 20 things. But I also think in some cases, the creative does suffer from that because people are just like, no, it's, it's, it's good. You know, like just get it out there. And we, of course, try to make it as creative as possible. But I'm sure if we were sitting in a room together, we'd have more of a chance to play mm-hmm. and do more interesting things and, you know, push the envelope a little bit. We would, we would hope. Yeah. Do you want to sound your absolute best when you're being interviewed on a podcast or when you're hosting your own show? I have a podcast episode and free downloadable worksheet called Sounding Your Best as a Podcast Guest off of the audiobrandingpodcast.com main page. Just click on the little square graphic to the left of the player displaying my podcast trailer. It gives you some comprehensive suggestions for where to start or for improving the sound you already have including the type of microphones to consider and why, ideas for soundproofing your recording environment, and suggestions on how to get the best sound when you're being remotely recorded on services like Riverside FM or Squadcast. Don't let bad audio quality hold you back from being the best podcast guest or host you can be. And of course, if you happen to need voiceover for your intro and outro, feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to help. And now, back to the podcast. Yeah, there are trade-offs, but I, I think this will only get better. And pl- things Agreed. like Zoom will only become easier and easier to use. And of course, we're on Riverside right now. So this is, you know, a great way to collaborate. And there are many other things like this. So yeah, it's not going away. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. So what are you working on right now? That you can talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, shoot. I know. I I'm watching about? the. Yeah. I'm watching the gears go. <laughs> um, yeah, because that big sixty second thing. Where we, it is a competitive job, yeah. so I can't really talk okay. about that. But I'm I'm very hopeful to win that job. Okay. Um, you know, we we continue to do a ton of mixing and you know recording and really full and sound design for DraftKings. Uh, they've become an incredible partner of ours, and uh, just this, I think, just yesterday we did like 15 spots, uh, I mean, something crazy like I've that. I've heard some of that audio branding and I was really super impressed with it. So well done. Yeah. And we, so we've been really like just doing all of their record mix, sound design, yep. um, multiple talents, multiple mini campaigns that they do. That's been really fun uh, for us. Um, we just did a bunch of work for Craftsman, which is out there right now, mm-hmm. which that was an interesting one because it's, it's, you see a band playing live and we had to kind of make the music that they could play live, but they weren't really musicians. So oh, okay. that's always an interesting the engagement. Actors. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly. Hired the monkeys. But, uh, but that turned out really well. And it's basically like <laughs> retro eighties, like hard rock talking about tools. Okay. Um, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, we just did a bunch of work with planters that just went out into the, to the world. Okay. Um, one was a cover of an old uh, Eric Carmen song, uh, and the other was more of an original. They wanted kind of a Wes Anderson style thing. Oh, okay. Um, so we were really busy with that. But yeah, we, we you know, there's definitely, um, definitely things happening, which is great. And, and I agree with, you know, I, I think that assessment that I was talking to somebody earlier today that was like, boy, the beginning of this year, you know, it was just really slow and a lot of people were panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of freelance agency people right now that are like, why am I still sitting here? Like, you know, they're really good and they're just not getting opportunities. But I am getting the sense that things are definitely picking up good to now. Hear, yeah. 
I, you know, I think there was definitely that big recession scare at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And what's this year going to look like? And everybody was freaking out about money and spending. <clears throat> and I think what um, the brands tend to always figure out, which is wonderful, is that more better marketing, mostly better, but still more and better marketing will help your bottom line. Oh, yeah. And, Advertising you know, never goes away. So exactly. So I think that I'm starting to see that now where instead of getting the like, hey, we're doing this little thing, they're coming mm-hmm. in and saying, okay, we're going to try this bigger thing or we're doing a campaign or we're, you know, this brand has been thinking about this for a year, but now they really want to go ahead and do this thing. So it's it's exciting. I, I, I'm feeling very positive about the fall and winter in terms of workflow. It feels like things are really picking up. People are really waking up. Fantastic. So how how can people reach out to you if they want to do that? Oh, sure. Um, so, I mean, you can always find me through the website, which is hifiproject.com. Um, and I'm all my information's right there. You can call me if you so choose. Um, and you can pretty much find me across the board uh, on social media at um, Jack Bradley Hi-Fi. Um, it's pretty easy to find me out there. So that's the place to find us. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. This has been a fantastic conversation, and I've learned a ton. (laughs) Great. So have I. So thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.